Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 78. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYeah.com, click on the free book button on the homepage, and download your Filler Up book today. It's free at CarsYeah.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am so excited to introduce a very special guest here at Cars Yeah, Barry McGuire. Barry, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? (laughs) Uh, Always, always. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) It is so much fun to have you here. Hey, uh, congratulations. By the way, let me just drop this. Congratulations on what you're doing. Uh, You're you're getting uh, lots of listeners, hearing good things, and um, I'm so delighted to be with you today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. That means so much to me. I really appreciate those kind words. Barry McGuire represents the third generation of a company his grandfather founded way back in 1901. For Barry, working at McGuire started when he was in grade school, and over the years, Barry worked in various areas of the business. But what it was his vision to take the car care products to the consumer marketplace that got things really revved up. And in 1973, the first consumer product, Meguiar's Liquid Cleaner Wax, was launched. I remember that so well. The rest is history, and today the average retailer showcases 40 to 50 separate Meguiar's products on its shelves. Wow. Meguiar's Men in Black can be found at almost every major car show across the country and around the world each and every weekend. And then in the mid-90s, Barry created Car Crazy Radio and Television to unite and mobilize car guys everywhere. Car Crazy TV is now viewed globally, via the internet, and broadcast television. So, Barry, I told our listeners just a little bit about your enormous history. (laughs) Please take a moment and share a little bit more about your past, your business, your interests, and, of course, your passion for automobiles. Well, you know, Mark, it's been... um uh, it's been an incredible ride. It really has. This thing, uh, you know, that we brought, we went retail in '73. I, uh, I graduated college in '64, and um, uh, you know, I'm third generation. Uh, my dad and his two brothers represent the second generation. Their dad before them, and they were focused on the professional marketplace, selling car dealers and body shops. And, Mm-hmm. And what we now call detailers, and that's the only place they wanted to go. They didn't want to go anywhere else. They just that's that was their focus. They didn't want to get into that Zippo discount retail business. They want everything to do with it. You know? <laughs> and uh, but you know, I grew up with the car hobby. The car hobby. I mean, I just I was born at the perfect time. You know, as I was becoming a teenager, the car hobby was just starting, and, I, and I'm in Southern California, so oh, it's just, yeah, uh, you know what it was like. Uh, you came along a little bit later that, but you could you could really appreciate what I'm talking about. Oh, so sure. The car shows, the drag strips, and, and whatever. And as I started going to car shows, I found our products being used a lot. In fact, uh, just about all the top cars. And as I started getting to car shows in different parts of the country, I found the same thing happening. And uh, 
actually, you know, as our, the professional side, the painters, the custom painters, turns out we're all using our products. And their paint finishes that they charge enormous amounts of money, uh, relatively speaking, for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, their paint finishes didn't last very long. And so they found that they used our number seven, which we now call it uh, mirror glaze, uh, show car glaze. Back in the day, it was called Cedar Aristio glaze. It's a polish, not a wax. Mm-hmm. It just feeds the paint and enriches the paint and creates a perfect finish. Oh, yeah. If you use this, the paint finish will last forever. And so across the country, I would bump into car guys and they would be mad at me once they found out my name was McGuire. He said, what's wrong? Do you want to sell this? Somebody have to buy it from our painter. Can't we find it in a retail store? And oh, so finally yeah. in 69, I went to my dad and, my, and his two brothers and said, you know, uh, whether you like it or not, we are in the retail business. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is being used by retail customers. But you have to understand, they're not just retail. These are like they're pseudo-professionals. These are people that will follow directions that want what we have, this perfect type of finish. That's their, their, their soulmates with us. Would you let me create a package that is actually intended for retail, actually looks attractive, that will not interrupt our professional brand being their glaze, won't have anything to do with that, it's a new brand. And uh, in 69, they gave me approval to do that. So I went four years to work in the package and try and understand distribution to the retail market and all that. In 73, in uh, November of 1973, so we're coming up on, uh, what, 41 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we launched that one product. I just go to retailers and say, you know, I'll bring you new customers. You got Simon Eyes and Johnson's and all the wax that were back in those days. I said, there's no brand loyalty. You take one off, they'll just buy another. I'll bring you new customers. Let me give you, just, just give me one face, a facing of product on there. I'll bring you car guys. And they just laugh. Car guys, who they? You know, it's like no big deal. So I, you know, took a long time. So I finally, I just have to start little speed shops and little bitty small retailers and finally two or three store chains and just kept working my way up. But everybody took it and found out it was true. They'd say, next year, well, what can you add to it? Okay, well, here's a paste version of cleaner wax. Yeah, know? yeah, right. And so um, finally, I worked up to a larger chain, a little larger chains, and then you know, finally got up. And uh, actually, we have, I think it's 70 products at Walmart. Now. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I at that. It's just absolutely amazing to me. But what I'm most proud of is that it's, it's still, if you use large products, you're kind of like part of a cult. Uh, you know, it's just like sure. it's the inside stuff. And, I mean, we work really hard on the products, and, uh, and so we're really proud that we have it. The number I like better than any other number, we have an 83% customer satisfaction rate. 83%, that's wow. unheard of in any category. Wow. So if you walk in a store, they don't have the McGuire's right, you're going to leave and go to another store because you want McGuire's. Oh, yeah. And uh, that has been the driving force, been the product, not advertising. Nothing else. It's it's the product itself, and uh, I'm so proud of that. I mean, but you can appreciate the ride I've had for 40 years from being nothing. Nobody, <laughs> I was a young kid from California. They had no respect for the fact that my name was McGuire worked against me. They they thought the only reason I had a job is because my daddy hired me. You know, <laughs> I would have been better off with a boss. Yeah, and, uh, they just they just uh, threw dirt in my face, closed the doors. My nose got sore from being slammed <laughs> on us for so many times. I would not give up. I knew I had a great product. I knew there's car guys out there that wanted it. I just got to convince these people, you know. <laughs> I just started making friends out of them. I said, well, okay, we'll give you a chance. That's <laughs> what things led to another. Tenacity. Well, it's been a lot of fun. I got to tell you, I really, really, uh, really have enjoyed the ride. Well, it's such a great story. And in our pre-show chat, I mentioned to Barry 
Back when I was a kid, I was 14 years old. I started my own car care business, detailing cars. I'd get on my bicycle and had a wagon attached to the back, and I'd pull all my products around. And I told them in our pre-show chat, I remember when that first product came out because I was in junior high, and I was so excited because it worked, and it it was easy to use. I was doing everything by hand. And, you know, this isn't a a big pitch for for Barry. It's it's the truth. And, yeah, that tenacity to to focus and work hard is just just absolutely wonderful. Well, my dad and I worked. My dad and I were four years on that formulation. My dad formulated all our products for over 70 years. Wow. And, um, yeah, after a while, you get pretty good at your trade. When you, when you work on it 10 years, 20 or 70 years, you, you, you kind of know what you're doing there. Oh, yeah. I would work beside him, but it wasn't my, my gift thing or my interest. I like to, I'm a salesman. I don't want to be in the lab working with all these little, you know, <laughs> microbes or whatever, but I understand it well. And brought that product out. I was so proud of it. And to see that, you know, it's still... In our top 10 sellers, we have hundreds of products now, and yeah. it is still in our top 10. That cleaner wax, McGuire's cleaner wax, after all these years, is still one of our top 10 sellers. I'm, I'm not surprised. Well, as, <laughs> as we continue on your amazing journey, I always like to start with a success quote. And this is a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Barry, take the wheel. Oh, Wow. A success quote. Well, all my, you know, if I can, if I can just be candid, all my success quotes come from the Bible. Wonderful. <laughs> and uh, there's a there's there's a verse in Proverbs three uh, that says, "Trust the Lord with your whole heart." Mm-hmm. You got to be wholehearted, not ninety percent. You got to if you trust your whole heart, you don't worry. You just trust. Trust the Lord with your whole heart. Don't depend on your own intellect, your own understanding, your own research. Don't depend on that. Just tell God and always acknowledge Him. And here's the payoff, and He will direct your steps. And I, you know, as a young kid, I started that, and it's worked pretty well for me. Yeah, it sounds like it. Obviously, it's worked <laughs> tremendously well for you, and in, in in your life and your business combined, I assume, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's it's God's God of everything, not just part of our lives. And I think it is very easy to compartmentalize and have God on Sunday, and then you go back to work and fight the demons and and and, and fight yeah. fire with fire. And if you just realize, I'll give you a great example, right quick. Okay. In, de- in developing the package, that cleaner wax. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had to come up with a new brand. I had to come up with a new logo that said just McGuire's without the McGuire's mirror glaze, which it was previously. Mm-hmm. And we just landed on the moon. Everything was space age. It was 1970. All the all all the package designers were telling me about space age. And this one designer said, "You're forgetting your heritage. You've been around since 1901. You need to have a really with it package, but you need to shout your heritage, McGuire, since 1901." Sure. And it sounded right to me, you know. And he gave me a crude version. So I went to our board and I said, "How much are you going to give me for this project? How much can I spend?" And they gave me a modest budget. I called that guy that night. The, uh, the artist and uh, asked him how much he charged me in. And uh, he said, uh, let me call you back in 15 minutes. So while he calculated, I prayed. <laughs> I said, God, I have a punk kid. I, don't, I, I, was, I, I knew those years, I didn't have a clue. Because I'm in a family business, I got a lot more responsibility than I deserved. And I needed, you know, I needed help. So I knew God had all this. I was always telling God has all this stuff for you if you're just trusting. But so I, I did it. I mean, I almost had no choice. But while he calculated, I prayed. I said, God, I don't know if this guy, everybody's going to laugh at me going backwards, going right. Nobody, retro was not heard of in those days. We didn't even enjoy antiques back in those days as Americans. (laughs) 
And uh, it started breaking all the rules, okay? So I said, God, if he's the wrong guy, have him come in over that number. And if he doesn't make the budget, then I know it's the wrong guy. If he comes in with the budget, then I'll know it's the right guy. I'll go for it. <laughs> that was my prayer. He calls me back. He gives me his quote. It's to the dollar. Oh, my gosh. To the dollar. Wow. The, the, the board had given me that morning. And that kind of set it for me for the rest of my life. Trust the Lord with your whole heart. Don't depend on your own thoughts. Just acknowledge him, which I'm even doing now. And he'll direct your steps. He's directed my steps all of my life. And I've, I I get so, I would, can't begin to do it, you know, now in a short time. But I have so many stories how I, I went off in a way that I did, it just didn't make sense to me. But I felt that's where the Lord was leading me. And, um, you know, he's faithful. So anyway, enough of that. But yeah. you want an inspirational story, an inspirational quote, trust the Lord with your whole heart. That, uh, that would be it. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. What would you say is the most important thing that's driven your success? Well, you asked me a question to keep taking me back to, to God, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's where it's been. You know, I just felt that's what I wanted me to do. And, you know, when you you feel like you're representing God all the time, you want to do it to the best of your ability to bring, you know, credit back to Him. And so I just tried to be honest and and loving, uh, you know, love people, love neighbors, love yourself. You just love people and and just think the best of them. They let you down a lot. They hurt you a lot. Some of the people you do the most for hurts you, but you don't let it change you, you know. Yeah. It's, it's God help them, but I'm not going to change. I've got to keep on top of people. you got to work hard. You know, you can trust God all you want, but that, I mean, I work decades of uh, 12, 18-hour days. Like, sure. You just got to go for it. And, yeah. uh, it's, there's no, it, whenever I see a new car wax company come along, I, if I can, I have the opportunity to go over and I, you know, at a trade show, whatever, I say, good luck to you guys. Because if you'll stay the course, if you work hard, don't deviate, if you have passion, if you'll stay the course, you'll make it, you know. <laughs> really? I, say, I used to have a two-foot booth like you do, you know. I, I, I was where you were. That's what I did. And trust God when you're doing it, you know, because don't do it in your strength. Yeah, and yeah. They go, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, that's great that you do that. You know, most family businesses fail to transition into the second generation. And maybe you can share with us what made McGuire's different and how you've gone through three generations now and continue to move forward and be successful. You know, that's an interesting question because, yeah, something like 80% of all family businesses fail on the next generation. Second generation, the second generation doesn't have the same passion, doesn't have the same work ethic that's been handed to them, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, we see that uh, one of the big challenges to the car hobby right now is most of the big major events and big collections are under the control of people who built them, and now they're to the point where they, they're not going to go much longer, and they can't find somebody that will have that same face that will continue that on. Mm. And it's the same kind of dynamic. For me, it was I was third generation, yet the first two generations, my grandfather and my dad and his brothers, were doing the same thing the same way. And they did wonderful. They, I mean, they, were, they were just determined to make the best products. They were going to, and they wanted demos. They wanted. They wouldn't sell a product unless they could go out and demonstrate it mm-hmm. to a car dealer, a body shop, or what we now call detailers, and show it on a black card. Look, work with the product does. I mean, they just loved to make the best products they could possibly make. So they did all that, but they didn't want retail. So I really created a new business. I was like first generation. I took this wonderful platform that they had created a lot of respect for the product and i built a new business in retail mm-hmm. and of course retail is massive for us now we we're, we're the number one brand in most of the countries around the world it's just it's just it's just amazing how that's worked but it's it's been 
it's been like a first generation thing. I think I've worked as hard as any first generation <laughs> person. But I mean, we we had nothing. I was working with Bill Funny, and I just went to car shows and started talking to people. And I, I think it's probably that it's 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 passion, loving what you do, and um, it's hard to inherit passion yes. or drive yes. from somebody else. It's really hard. You got to have your own. Oh, absolutely. I think you you explained a classic concept now, and especially for young entrepreneurs who are listening to the show that want to get into some kind of car business, it's pivoting. And that's a term they use nowadays, of course, is you pivoted mm-hmm. the business and looked at a whole new direction and reinvented yeah. yourself, yeah. which is a, something that everybody has to do in every business over time. So that's fantastic. I love that story. So Barry, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and really crawl under the hood a bit. Could you share with our listeners a huge challenge or even a great failure faced you know, with all the time you've spent in business, you must have faced some huge challenges. And what's great for our listeners is to hear how you overcame that challenge or that failure and what you really mm-hmm. learned from it. Oh, man, I had so, <laughs> so many. My gracious. I, you know, the biggest one I had, I think, was uh, I got a lot of retailers, retailing chains, uh, get larger chains, uh, interested in the brand. They said, but we can't put you in unless you advertise. You mm-hmm. have to tell me and advertise. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so you you do television advertising, and uh, we uh, will put you in. Yeah. And uh, these buyers had become friends. I trust them, and so I. So we did an ad campaign, and uh, they came back and said, "Well, no, you, you just did that in certain markets. You got to have national." Oh, national. oh gosh! So, Expensive. Uh, I'm a world company, right? Yeah. And. Um, Along uh, about this time, we were doing. Uh, I'd build it. I mean, we had double digit growth for 35 years, so I don't know. We were probably doing three million dollars or something. And we'd grown a bit, but I mean, not to the point where we could do a national ad campaign. So right. I went to the board and I said, you know, we have to. We have to bite the bullet. We have to do a national ad campaign. But I've counted. It. Here's all these retailers. They all said they'll put us in. It'll. It'll. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they very reluctantly, and, and most of my family members were adamantly against retail. They did not want, so they voted no on me in every issue. But we had outside board members that came, so I, I mean, so I was really out there, right? So, so we did it. We and you have to buy the ads. You have to buy the ads in the fall before, uh, if you want spring ads, you want to advertise car wax in spring and summer. Sure. To buy those ads, you got to buy them six months in advance. Well, the problem is buying decisions have not been made then. So you're buying it on faith that these people said they'll put you in. Right. But So then you go to them in November and December and tell them, hey, here's the ads and here's the proof we're doing it. And uh, they say, okay, so we'll put you in. Uh, just one little problem. Uh, they didn't put me in. Mm. Not one of them. Not one oh of them. my god! Every single one of them said to me, and, and more, uh, one way or another. You know, everybody says they're going to go on TV, but but our buying committee, our uh, vice president of merchandising, doesn't believe your old company really is going to do that. Oh no! And so, uh, because the buyer doesn't make the decision, the buyer's kind of he just kind of gets gathers information, and then he goes to a committee run by the vice president of merchandising. And they're the ones that actually made the decision. But mm-hmm. uh, we know all the all those people now back in those days. I couldn't get near those here. I just talked to the buyer. Yeah. And so uh, we got shut out, but we couldn't get out of the ads. Mm. And so we ran all these ads. Yeah. For no distributors to pay for. 
and we lost money for the first time. And it was a very bleak, bleak time. And let me tell you, my family members were ready to run me over the tree to hang me. You can't know. imagine when you and, walked into those meetings going, well. Oh, my. So I prayed. I said, God, what a what, fine mess you got me into. I just knew that was right. I mean, what happened here? And he gave me very clear direction, do it again. <laughs> so I had the audacity to go back to that board and say, we've got to do it again. He said, wait a minute, the bank already owns us. Yeah. The bank now owns McGuire's, okay, thanks to you. And you want to do it again. Wow. And I said, well, but they will put us, because all they all said, you know, you do it this year, and we'll put you in next year. Mm-hmm. You know, you say, it's okay, they're right, so the fact that you're, you're actually running that, I'll be able to convince the committee you really are doing it, and I'll put you in next year. Oh, goodness. So I went back and said, we're going to do it again. They will put us in this time. I mean, try it. we got to trust got to trust me. <laughs> you can right. imagine. Finally, by one vote, they said, if you could sell it to a Bank of America, which was a very conservative bank at that time, then they still are. Mm-hmm. So I went to the bank manager with my family members sitting behind me watching me, and I presented to the bank manager. The bank manager says, I have to be out of my mind, but I think you're going to pull this off. Who's doing it? Oh, wow. You know what? They all put us in, and uh, it just it went like crazy. But that was that was where I I don't know if you can have the strength or fortitude to do that on your own. You got to have something more. In my case, I prayed and just trusted God. And okay, right. oh, wow. <laughs> so that was a challenge. I think that was probably certainly one of the biggest challenges I had. But if we if I'd stopped, we would never have been a retail ramp. I could have easily stopped. Easy oh, sure. way out. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, absolutely. But I would not stop. I just was so determined and so convinced this is what God wanted me to do. That, uh, wow. We did it, and uh, he directs your steps. What a, great, what a great story. Thank you for great. sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. How did you come up with the idea for your radio and TV show, Car Crazy? And why do you believe it's become such a great success? Well, um, you know, I was driving along one morning listening to Car Talk, uh, Car Talk, loved Car Talk Radio on, on Saturday morning, six, he called in, and he asked the, the motor man in LA, the big guy, Leon Kaplan, you know, and, uh, he called in, and, 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 and there's this talk about different things and cars, and, and wherever I was in the country, I would always, and I still do, I turn the dial and try to find if I'm driving along, try to see what's, what's going on locally, most of our local shows. And this one morning, a lady called in and said she had a, I think it was a 1973 Toyota with a carburetor problem. And the thought struck me, how many how many people have a 1973 Toyota right now that are listening to this program have a carburetor program, sure. uh, problem? As opposed to, I wonder how many people listen to this program right now, wonder what a clear coat finish is, and wonder if they know the difference between a polish and a wax, and mm-hmm. or if they know what oxidation is, and how to get rid of oxidation. And we're real sure marks. I'm thinking... People want to know these things, and this would be a great vehicle. So I went to the office on Monday morning, and I talked to Leslie Kennedy, who was running all of our uh, corporate communications. She created Car Crazy Television Radio eventually. I said to her, you know, give me on some of these car talk radio programs. We'll see how that goes. So she got me on. Uh, I mean, for years. I mean, just just all everybody wanted me in. They'd say, can you stay on over the next break? And, and then people always calling. I mean, it was so successful. So I thought, well, we're on to something here, you know? Yeah. 
but more and more they started asking, well, what about the, with the car? I mean, your car shows and stuff. Well, what's going on? And, 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 and you know Phil Hill, what's he like? <laughs> I was on a car rally with Carol Shelby one day uh, for, for a weekend, and uh, I sat next to him one of the nights, and again, he was telling one of his stories. He had so many great stories. Yes. And it occurred to me that night, for some reason, I wonder how many millions of car guys would like to be sitting next to Carol Shelby right now listening to him <laughs> tell one of his stories. All of us. So I went back to Leslie Kennedy, and I said, I said you know, it's, it's really, she, it was just so issues. You know how many people would love to hear those stories? Let's go to Speed Channel. And let's do a TV show. And and you know, these are all your friends. And you know them. Yeah. And you have a relationship. And you can get them to tell the stories behind the stories. And so we went to Speed, and uh, uh, that was uh, 18, 19 years ago. Huh. You know, it's just wow. gone like crazy. Uh. And we're not really a car show. It's called Car Crazy. But it's really about the people and their emotional connection with the cars. And I think that's what it It lights a fire. The other reason we did it was this. The car hobby 20 years ago was dying. Mm-hmm. Car shows were not being well attended. Car shows were stopping meeting. And, and we were very worried that if the car hobby is going to go away, which would have really hurt our business. So uh, right. somebody's got to grow the car hobby. And there's no sanctioning body for, for the car hobby. It just says total grassroots. Yeah. And so we thought, we need to promote the car. I mean, somebody needs to promote it. And then, so we thought, well, if we do this TV show, the people will be able to see what car guys are like and how much fun it is at the car shows and how they're the same all over the world. And they'll want to join up and they'll want to be a part of that. And yeah. uh, so, you know, the car hobby now is exploding in every direction. It's amazing. And I'd like to think we had something to do with that. We didn't do it by ourselves, but... I'd like to think that in 18 years of TV shows, oh, gosh, yes. we might have influenced a few people to get get on board and have fun with it. I think you did. And when you look at, say, the Velocity Channel now, where there's an entire channel 24 hours a day on cars, yeah, there's an example. So what a what a great share. <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Hey, let's have a little fun here. What was your first really special car? Do you have a memory about that vehicle you can share? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well... Uh, I got my driver's license in uh, in summer of 58, and so 57, the newest of the used cars were 1957 miles. I got a low mileage 1957 black hardtop Bel Air. Ooh, cool. And uh, I hot rodded the day of the but that was, you know, six shift. I, I was one of the first people I knew. They first had just come out with this four-speed full synchromish where you could actually shift down while you're moving into first gear, you know, uh-huh. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they call three to three. You had to stop before you put it in first gear. This, I mean, it was just revolutionary. And I put that in it. And, man, that was my car, you know. For me, that's the car above all cars. Yeah, freedom too. You know, when you're that age, I remember mine too. You just got this freedom. You can go out and drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Great fun. Now, here's a funny question for you, Barry. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Oh, wow. You know, I think the greatest American car is the Duesenberg. Oh. I just, the Duesenberg is just, the technology, the engineering of that car back in the 20s. Yeah. They're, just, they're works of art. They are. But the engineering that went into it is just so amazing. And they stood the taste of time. And they, you can hardly, you can't really buy one for under a billion dollars now. Yeah. Uh, but it's not about the money, it's just the respect these cars have. They're so great. I've driven, uh, driven several of them on tours and just been able to have the experience of what it's like to be at Duesenberg. 
I, I guess I would need your back to just because I have such respect. I, I would like to. I would like to have some amount of respect and earned <laughs> respect. And I think that Duesenberg or has earned that respect hugely. Yeah. It's a great way you answered that question because you've stood the test of time, Barry. When you look at your enormous history and that vehicle has done that, and certainly you have respect in the car hobby, my goodness. So I love the way you answered that question. Sometimes people hear that question, they go, oh my gosh, how am I going to answer this? But excellent, excellent answer, my friend. I love that. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Barry, we're up to the last lap, and this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. All right. You ready? They can answer our events. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, yes, um, a little, yes. maybe a little bit more than that. <laughs> we got to hear a little bit more about Barry than that. So, oh, okay. here's right. the first one. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Best automotive advice I've ever received. Well, I had a uh, a guy named Larry Green, who was much my senior, thirty years, forty years my senior. Mm-hmm. Very Jewish, very New Yorker, very Manhattan. Yep. He was my first rep that I hired. Mm. Yes, it's automotive industry more than car hobby. This man loved me to death. <laughs> he was hard on me, but he taught me the whole retail business. Mm-hmm. Customers always, those things that you always hear about, the customers always write. Yeah. You know, go the extra mile and do it right. Don't ever let anybody down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of, I, I guess that's how he answered the question. He was a guy who, who gave me the best advice in my life for from an automotive business standpoint. I, when this man died, I, I wept. I stood in front of his casket and wept and wept. Mm. Wow. When everybody else was gone. I was still weeping. I loved this man so much. You know, he smoked cigars. I hate cigars. I hate smoke of all kinds. But I got to where I loved his cigars. I just loved this man so much. His cigar smoke didn't even bother me. I just... I just, and he gave up, he gave up the last part of his life, Dr. Troy had to quit. And I missed the cigars because I love the stats. Yeah, just reminded you of him. <laughs> well, what a what a treasure to yeah. have him in your life. That was fantastic. Yeah, really, really. Could you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Yeah, I, I, I owe everything to God, okay? Mm-hmm. I just owe everything to God. He's blessed me way beyond what I deserve. I don't deserve anything I have. I really don't. Um, I just trust him. I think trust is everything. If you trust him, you know, James says, you know, if if you want anything, I'll give it to you. I'll pour it out on you. But you have to trust. If you don't trust, you're double-minded, and then you can't expect to receive anything from you. The whole thing is trust. If you trust, you don't worry. I have been in so many tough situations, and I just learned, uh, I, I'm now decades into this. I'm like 30 decades into not worrying. I'm even say, you don't worry. No, I don't worry because I mm. know God has everything under control. And if something bad happens, it's because there's a reason for it, you know. That affects all of life, everything in your life, whether it's personal, in family, in business, in the middle of a football game. <laughs> 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 and I mean, I live a full life, but I don't worry. I just don't worry. If I start to worry, I just just right away. Oops, that's not trusting, and I yeah. and I trust God. And I'm afraid to not trust Him because if you don't trust Him, then He's not obligated at all. He He's sovereign. He can always bless you. But if I trust Him, then He has to bless me because He said, "If you trust me, I will bless you." I kind of like that. <laughs> like, so funny you answered the question that way. I write a blog every week on cars. Yeah, that people can go to the website and subscribe to. And this week. 
I talk about trust. So that's very interesting. Really? That we're disc- yeah, yeah. So, and Barry, would you share a book that you recently read with our listeners that you really enjoyed? The Bible. <laughs> the Bible. I kind of thought that was coming. All I right. Know, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be <laughs> going out. I'm going to be like, get off that God thing. Gee whiz. No, no, it's, that's okay. That's a, that's a pre- no, no, that's a pretty darn good book. So uh, that's, a, that's a good one. I like that. That's my go-to book every day. There you so. go. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of the car passion? Well, you know, I I I have a car show. It's continuing every weekend. I'm at, I'm at least one of my two or three car shows. I, I hang out with car guys and that. But I'm a beach bum. I live at the beach. Mm. I live in shorts and barefoot. I walk a <laughs> bit or barefoot. But I love to swim. This morning I swam. I ran two and a half miles, and then I swam a half a mile this morning. And wow! Uh, wow! I I, <laughs> I love the, I love the sand. I love the sun. People say get out the sun. You know. And you take the shade. It's okay. You just sit over there. I'll take the seat over there in the sun. I sit there. I I love the sun. I love the beach. I love sand. I love motorsports. I love the So my yeah. second passion after cars is boats and beach. And yeah. Sand and, you uh, know, uh, I'm a beach bum. Well, that's very cool to learn that. I love the beach as well. So uh, we share a passion there. Yeah. yeah. Before we get to the last question, are you still having fun after all these years? I'm having more fun. I'm having, I, I mean, I'm at, I'm at the best time of my life. I was born, I was just born at the right time. I think if I asked, if God said to me way back before Adam and Eve, you know, Barry, here's, here's my whole plan. You know, you could pick any time to be alive. When would you like to be alive? Right now. You know, right now. People say, when was the golden age of cars? Back in the 50s? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that was great. It was great. This is the golden age of cars. Can you believe the cars that are coming out? I mean, even the inexpensive cars right. that are so stylish and have high performance or whatever. Mm-hmm. All my life has been prelude. Everything's happened to me. I've learned so much. And uh, here I am at my age, and I still have sound mind, and I still have a body that I can actually run and do. I can do everything I want to do. Yeah. And I can use all that to help other people and encourage other people. I, I've never had more fun. I've never loved my business more. I, I The products we're making now are way beyond anything we've ever made before. I wish my dad, I hope he's looking down and feeling my granddad, looking down <laughs> what we're doing as far as keeping the character of the company true to its core of making these great products and going out and, and working with car guys. Who, and of course, it's global. We're all over the world. I've been all over the world this year. With car guys, and I'm I'm having the time of my life. I I'm can, just having the time. Of my life. I can I hear it. <laughs> every day, I thank I thank you, God, for giving me the life that I have. Ah, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic! You're a truly blessed man, that's for sure. All right, Barry. Here's the last question for you, and this one can be a real doozy for a car guy. If you could <laughs> only have one collector car in your garage, and this is something you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with, and money's no object, I'm going to buy you whatever car you want today. What would that one car be, and why did you choose it? Uh, well, um, well, uh, I, I guess my quick reaction would be: I, I've got a, I've got a few cars. I got a nice little collection, and I love every, I love the car. I love all cars. I love all types of cars. Since I have a broad taste in cars, I have fun wherever I go with with cool guys and their cool cars, and guys and gals. All car guys are car guys, whether guys or gals. Yeah. But. Um, the, the one car for me would be my 57 Chevy, okay? <laughs> because when I get in all the other cars, I love them. 
I, I mean, I I love to go through the gears at Duesenberg or you know whatever. I mean, I, every car has its own personality, and I just I love listening to all the sounds and and, and seeing where you can get it where they're at the right RPMs and. You know, it's just so much fun. I always like to drive new cars, you know. It's just, but there is that driving experience that's always unique to every car. But when I get in my 57 Chevy, I'm 16 years old all <laughs> over again. And I roll the window. I don't care how cold it is. I don't take it out in the rain, but I don't care how cold it is. I roll all four windows down, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm driving the same streets I drove the car when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And it does. It's not a. It's not a willful thought process. I am 16 years old again. When I drive that car, you know, it's just. It's. I'm there. Right. I'm. I'm living large. Ah, uh, sounds so, wonderful. You know, of all the cars, a lot more expensive cars around. But for me, that's my car. That's me. That's that's my personality. Ah, uh, I, you know? I can tell. I can tell. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you? go to mcguires.com uh and that leads you everywhere else we have ml mcguires online if you, if you want to talk to just tons of people who are working you figure how to get this little problem solved or get the scratch out of this finish or whatever it's just a bunch of users mm-hmm. and all kinds of training on there that's just fantastic yeah. Yeah. you can kind of google me if you google my name spelled right m-e-g-u-i-a-r would you google perry mcguire you can find out a lot about me oh, unfortunately yeah. boy, more than i want you to know <laughs> but they're kind of easy to find out about but hopefully there's some consistency in my life that will have some meaning to people particularly as I've been there, done that, and you know, it's 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 God yeah. bringing the consistency and the blessings, and uh, it's not what I've got, it's I just want to give glory to him, and he's been really good. You be faithful to him, boy, he just, he's just unbelievable when he, he gets back to you. Take can't, care of you. <laughs> yeah, well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to everything Barry has shared with us here today at carsyad.com slash Barry McGuire. Barry, you've taken us on a tremendous ride today, and I've enjoyed your story so much. And I can't thank you again uh, for sharing your journey with me and with the listeners and, and being so kind today to, uh, to be on my show. If you could give our listeners and me one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 57 Chevy, and then we'll say, yeah. gu- then we'll say goodbye. <laughs> Well, I think I've already preached too much to your, to your, to your listeners. So um, for me, it's just better. I can live by trust the Lord your whole heart, you know. Yeah. Not your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. All I right. I, I, I can't second guess others. I can't raise something else up. I'd like to tell you something else, but that would say something <laughs> else is more important than God, and that's that's the final word. <laughs> well, sounds pretty good to me. Mark, you're awesome. You're, 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 you had yourself like an old pro. I would never <laughs> guess you just do this for a, for a short time. Well, you got a, a big smile on my face from that. Thank you very much. And I want to thank you for being so generous with your time today and your expertise and sharing your experiences. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. We'll do that. Take thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.